many are getting weak, many are failing, and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's word through his special servant. And now, Today's message.
Holy Ghost. Oh Lord, we give you praise. Oh Labashum Brahaske Levandolo Boshandalabash. Come on, lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice right now. Just bless him right now. He's a powerful God with a powerful name. Mighty is he. Oh, there's no one who can be compared to our God. Come on, lift up your voice, worship him right now. Oh, Lift up your voice, everybody. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. If you can bless him in other tongues, just begin to bless him in other tongues right now. Just go ahead, just go ahead and just begin to bless him right now. Oh, come here, sing the song right now. Bless him right now. Oh, feel the atmosphere to worship. Jesus. Somebody mentioned the name of Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I can't hear you mention the name of Jesus. Jesus. I can't feel you mention the name of Jesus. Jesus. Come on, shout it at the top of your voice. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, chant it now, Jesus. Jesus. Come on, scream it now, Jesus. Jesus. And say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Hallelujah. Give a clap offering to Jesus right now. Ephesians chapter number 1. I'm reading to you from the verse number 15. Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus. He said, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love for all the saints, 
do not cease to give thanks for you. So he heard about their faith and their love. Their faith for the Lord Jesus and their love for every Christian. You need to have love for every Christian. Glory to Jesus. And he said that when he heard about how well they were doing, he did not say that he started giving thanks to God for them for their faith and for their love. He did not start giving thanks to God for them for their money and for their cars and for their houses but for their faith in the lord and of their love for their love for all the saints ephesians chapter number one verse 15 glory to jesus christ uh let us be very uh, apt with the scriptures because if we do that we will confuse the online viewers as well so therefore after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for the saints. This is the premise of whatever he's going to say after that. He says in the verse number 16 that he did not fail. He did not stop giving thanks to God for them. For their faith and for their love. I pray that your faith in the Lord Jesus will grow stronger. And I pray that you have genuine love for every Christian, not just your friends. Is it? Hallelujah. Not just your friends. Amen and amen genuine love for every believer not just your family members hallelujah glory to jesus christ amen and amen uh, let me not go in that direction glory to god but let me go small that some of us we pray for our family members more than any other christian <laughs> hallelujah he said have love for what all the saints have love for what all the saints if there's, we hear about a bomb right now, most of us, the first people we think about is, hey, why are my family members? Is it where the other Wakama? <laughs> you even remember the name of any Wakama But after today, you are changing. As after today, is it, amen is not even with, it's not with spirit. After today, you are changing. Amen. You love your family members and you love all the saints because that is what he said he gave thanks to God for them for. And then he began to make mention of them in a specific kind of prayer. Verse number 17. Verse number 17. What did he pray for the church in Ephesus? We are going to pray for ourselves right now. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, God is the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You cannot know God except by revelation. If anybody teaches you about God, the tendency that you will not get it is high. Except it is shown into your heart as a revelation. So he prays for them that they will get the spirit. It's a spirit. It's an anointing of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who? God. Look at what he says in the verse number 18. He spoke about the eyes of their understanding. Other versions use the eyes of their hearts. The eyes of their spirit. Because God can only be revealed to your spirit. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father, reveal yourself to my spirit. Your spirit must catch a hold of God if you are going to live the Christian life. If you are going to change levels and you are going to make progress and overcome the weaknesses and the, and the limitations of the flesh and to live the life of glory that God has called you to, you need to catch a certain revelation of God. When Moses encountered God in the mountain, the Bible tells us that when he came, his face was shining. It is the revelation of God that will produce the transformation that you need for your life. 
He said, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The Greek word over there is fortizo. Fortizo is like putting on floodlights. So your heart will be flooded with the lights. That you may know the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Uh, we read in subsequent verses, verses uh, the sinning power of his greatness that is revealed to us. But this is what I want you to pray. We are going to pray the Father tonight as the word of God comes to me. Fill me with the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Any word of God that comes to you, there are depths of understanding. Today you want to go up higher. What do you think? You want to go up higher. The Bible spoke to us in the book of Genesis that there are two lights. There's the lesser light and there's the greater light. Every word of God, you can receive it at a lesser light dimension and you can also receive it at a greater light dimension. Each level that you receive from determines the amount of profit that you get from the word of God. So somebody will come to the same meeting, to the same church, one person will receive a revelation from God that will bring the person a miracle money. Another person will receive a revelation from God that will change the person's life and attitude altogether. It is different. It is different. There are levels of revelation. So you are going to pray to God tonight, and I want you to pray with all your heart that God Open the eyes of my understanding. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Let me get your word at a whole new level tonight. How many of you are ready for the new level of God's word? Are you sure you are ready right now? Say in the name of Jesus. Father, tonight, grant unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Say, oh God, open my eyes into a whole new level of your word and encounter with you. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice right now. Begin to talk to the Lord. The Bible says, and the Lord revealed himself oh, unto them, oh, unto some by the word of the Lord. The revelation of the word. Oh, your revelation of the word is your revelation of God. Everybody pray right now for a revelation of the word. The revelation of the word. The revelation of the word. That will bring your transformation. That will bring your elevation. Now bring about your change. Father, oh, Mashatarabaya, give us insight, deep revelation. Now take us to our next level. Ecolobosin Televaya, Mandilibio Toluaya, Mantolobolobotaya, Rabababa, Shekatalabana, Rebasun Talabaya, Lebisheta, be filled with your children who are filled with the revelation of your truth. Oh, men and women who are full of the word, who are full of the word of Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
as you are praying, so will it be granted Amen. unto you. Lift up your right hand and say, Father, Father tonight, tonight I, declare, I declare my heart is open, my heart is open and my mind is ready, mind is ready to, receive to receive with humility, with humility your, word your word that can change my life, that can, change that my can life, transform my situation, transform my minister situation, to me minister to a, me, word, a word that will bring a change, bring a change in, the in the name of Jesus. Say, thank you, Father, thank you, Father in Jesus' in name. Jesus somebody shout a big amen. amen. Give somebody a high five beside each other person you are here to receive wisdom say tonight you will hear the word of god that will change your life the person did not hear you i said look at somebody beside you tell the person you are here to receive wisdom look at somebody find somebody and those of you when they are looking at you you're also looking in a different direction god have mercy on you i said look at somebody amen and amen tell the person tonight don't look at me you look at somebody my name is not somebody the one beside you is somebody look at the person tonight you are here to receive divine wisdom that will change your life can i prophesy to you tell the person no i'm not saying you are my prophecy to prophesy to somebody today say can i prophesy to you tonight you are sent to another level you are about to receive a photon a photon of divine electricity of supernatural energy that will produce a quantum leap it a quantum please a quantum hey no. <laughs> it is a profound you, you, yeah you are trying to discourage my preaching tonight the lord bless you can you take your seat give god a clap offering over here hallelujah glory to jesus yeah, when you study physics, you understand quantum is talking about pockets of energy or packets of energy. Hallelujah. And when we talk about it specifically in the area of light, we call them photons. What are you talking about? Amen and amen. So when the word of God comes, it comes in photons. So when you receive one photon, you receive one energy. You receive ten photons. Oh my God. Somebody's about to receive thousand photons right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Tonight, I just want to share with you on the subject uh, that has been on my spirit. Uh, and I'm going to share four or five things maybe to, to, with you. Glory to Jesus Christ. And I believe that it is going to be a blessing in your life. So, uh, And it's, it centers on the area of wisdom. So I didn't have a, a title for it. So I just gave it a certain title. So you have to take the title like that. Should I tell you the title? Oh, you don't want me to tell the title. So should I tell you the title of the message today? Four wise things you can do with your life. Or four or five wise things you can do with your life. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. Somebody celebrate the Lord. All of those who say, wow, God is going to give you miracle money in the next 48 hours. In the name of Jesus. All of you are adding the second wow within the next 72 hours. Aye, 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 aye. Glory to Jesus. When you want church people to respond, eh, talk about me. Prophesy in the direction of money. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. It is a blessing to be in the house of God. The house of God is where the word of God is dished out. You know, the house of God is like a, a, a kitchen or a dining room or a dining hall where God's word is dished out to us. And we need to be fed. Remember in the book of, uh, it was it was first Peter, where he said that desire the sincere milk of the word that you may what? Grow thereby. 
grow thereby. The word of God is like food. It's like food. And in the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter number 5, he speaks about the word of God as milk and also as meat. Meat that must be eaten. So the house of God is where this kind of food is served. Just like the natural body needs a natural and physical food to become strong, to become vitalized, to be able to become everything that the body has been made to be, so it is that we need spiritual food. Without that spiritual food, all your potential will just be a dream, an ideology, nothing real. But with the word of God, you are empowered to fulfill your spiritual destiny. You are empowered to fulfill every miraculous word, every miraculous picture that you see in the scriptures. So God's word is needed for our spiritual growth. God's word is needed for our maturity. And the word of God is dished out in the house of God. First Timothy chapter 3, the verse number 15, Paul was admonishing his son Timothy, his son in the Lord, and he was speaking to him about the house house of God. He said, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know that thou how you ought to behave thyself in the house of God. And what is the house of God? He said, the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. The pillar and the ground of truth. So in the house of God, that is where we are established to become pillars by the word of God. Is the house of God, which is the area, the, the ground where God has chosen to dispense his truth. What is the truth? The word of God is the truth. The word of God is the truth. So it is a, it is a joy to be in the house of God. One of your greatest desires is to come to God's house, not for miracles, but for his word. Not for uh, uh, just your friends, but to hear the word of God. The word of God is the foundation that upon which your life can see its greatest manifestations or shining forth. Without God's word, you are not fulfilling any part of destiny. No, not at all. Not at all. No matter how much you accomplish, if it is not premised or foundation upon the word of God, it is not recognized by heaven. So the house of God is the place where God has chosen that his word will be uh, dished out to us. Now that word of God is what gives us instructions on how to live our lives. When you come to the house of God, one of the things that you should be desiring is that God tell me something that I must do about my life. What must I change? What must I increase? What must I stop? How must I behave in circumstances of life? What can I do to, to change my life? So God's house and God's word provides you instructions for your living. Instructions for living. Somebody said the Bible is an acronym, which means basic instructions before leaving earth. And this is a foundation on the scriptures. In 2 Timothy again, and now I'm, uh, we are starting with Timothy today. 2 Timothy, chapter number 3, verse number 14 to the verse number 17. I want to just share, I want to just speak to you from there. It, this Here, again, Paul was speaking to his son, the Lord Timothy. He said, but you continue thou in the things which you have learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them. So, Timothy had been taught certain things, and he's telling him that continue in the things that you have been taught. So, listen to me. It does not matter the school that you have gone to. When you come to the house of God, come to learn. Come like a student. That's why you should bring your Bible and your notebook. Is it? 
when you don't, you don't know how to connect with the word of God by taking notes, you realize that your life will become stagnated because the things that you are hearing, you are not taking note of. He said, continue in the things which you have learned. If you've not written anything down, what have you learned? How are you going to continue in them? Are you understanding me? It is not a sin that you don't write any points in the house of God, no. But then how will you, how will you, how will you uh, fulfill the scripture that continue in the things that you have learned? So you must get something that you are learning. Do you understand me? You must get something that you are learning. You have been a Christian for how many years now? And when they talk about the Holy Spirit and somebody asks you, who is the Holy Spirit? Can you give a point-by-point message or understanding on who the Holy Spirit is? This is the Holy Spirit. Why is it called Holy Spirit? Where did it come from? What did he come to do? What is his ministry to unbelievers? What is ministry to believers? What is his ministry to the world? Why do we call him holy? He's part of the Trinity. Why is he part of the Trinity? What is his role in the Trinity? After you have been a believer for some years, you should be able to rattle some of these things. I don't want to do exam right now. If you talk about the subject of faith, you should be able to talk about that word, that subject, to a certain degree. Oh, this is what faith is. It should, it should have come home to you, where you have a personal understanding, and you can even write notes on the subject, giving reference scriptures, why you believe what you believe, and why you are saying the things that you are saying. Is that continue you in the things which you have learned. What are you learning? Christianity is about learning. You have to be learning something. And the house of God is a school of the spirits. So my dear, if you are not learning, just like in a normal school, you cannot be promoted without learning anything except by bribery or some bad things. Similarly, in the spirit, in the school of the spirit, you cannot be promoted unless you have learned what you are supposed to learn at each level. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of. If I to ask you, what is your assurance of salvation? How sure are you that you are saved? Will you be able to give me uh, logical, tangible answers? Are you sure you are saved? Are you sure you are going to heaven? Are you sure there is even a heaven? Are you sure that there is a God at all? This Jesus that you say you are following, is it not a myth? Is it not a, 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 a figment of the European, European's mind or the white man's imagination that he came to use to deceive the black man? Was he white or was he black? Was he indigo or violet? Brown or yellow? Where did he come from? Who are, who are his parents? And I say, oh, we are children of Abraham. Who was the father of Abraham? Now you are taking the tea. Uh, so we stop that. Teach us why some four wise things. That we, what are you now? Uh, are we now history students? You have to be a history student. Master, some of us, we don't even know our whole family history. And then say, my family history, I don't know. I should come and do Bible history. Please, this one is more important than your family history. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. So he says that continue in the things which you have learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned the meaning. He knows that he himself is reliable. So what he has taught, his life has proved the things that he has taught. His life is a reflection of the things that he has taught. So he said that as I've taught you, remember that I remember the one who is teaching you. Remember how I've lived out them so that you also continue in that. Let's go, let's go on. Let's go on quickly. It is not even, I'm, I'm still trying to introduce the subject. Let's go on. Said, and that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures. From a child you have known the Holy Scriptures. Say how he's commending Timothy. And he's saying that the reason for the commendation is because the guy was sound in the word of God. You have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to do what? Make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So it's the word of God that will lead you to salvation. Let's go on. Uh, what, is a, what, is, what, what does the word of God provide? It says that all scriptures is given by inspiration of God and has prophets for what? Number one, doctrine. That's teaching. What do you believe? As a human being, as a human being, what do you believe? What are the parameters of your life? Is it, that is why when we start hearing about some of these uh, gay and lesbian and all these things, uh, you, you see, when you, when you listen to the, some of those ideologies, you realize that they're actually taking away the parameters, the, the values of existence. It's unfortunate. They are, they, are, they are not bad people, but they are doing things that are not right in the sight of God. Do you understand me? They are not doing things that are right in the sight of God because they are throwing away the boundaries that God has taught us. What do you believe as a human being? So they can talk about um, abortion and uh, with, with ease. They can talk about all kinds of vile stuff. Now, they are even trying to push a certain uh, concept that there is a gene, a specific genetic makeup that, 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 is, that, that, that make, is part of pedophiles. Do you know where a pedophile is? Somebody who, somebody who uh, defiles children. And so they are saying that it's not his fault that he's a rapist. It's not his fault that he's a pedophile. It's not his fault that he, a 49-year-old man, sees a 3-year-old baby girl. And he, he has, when he sees her, all of a sudden he has desires for her. And it is not his fault. It's because of his genetic makeup. Is the craziness is going on rampage. But that is it. But the word of God will give you teachings. It's profitable to give you doctrines that will help you choose how you live your life. I can do all things, but not all things are expedient. Not all things are necessary. Even though I am at liberty to do certain things, but I have chosen that I will live my life according to these principles because these are the principles that come from the word of God and can grant me eternal salvation. For reproof, the word of God can, can, can grant us rebukes, can tell us that, hey, you are going the wrong way. So for correction, look at that, and for instruction in righteousness. 
So God's word comes to show us things that we have to do about our lives. Certain things that we have to change. Certain things that we have to add. And tonight I pray that the words that I'm going to share with you are going to give you instructions on things that you can add to your life. So that you'll be able to fulfill all that God has called you to. Hallelujah. And wisdom is the spice of life. Wisdom is the spice of life. When you function in wisdom, your life begins to shine forth. When you function in wisdom, you stand out. Ecclesiastes chapter number 8, verse number 1. It says, who is the wise man and knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom will cause his face to shine. The boldness of his face shall be changed. Literally means that how the man's appearance is, by wisdom, that person's life can be changed. He said it will cause his face to shine. A man's wisdom. So if you function in your life or your life, you are living wisdom. You are living the expression of wisdom. He said that your face, your representation, your identity will be a shining one. May God grant you the wisdom for life. It will call the boldness. Give me another version. Some versions use the sternness of his face. Others say the hardness of his face. So you look into your life and realize that your life is it's hard. Nothing is working out. You need to start looking for wisdom principles. You need to start looking for wisdom principles. No wonder the book of Proverbs said that get wisdom and in all that getting, get what? Understanding. He said wisdom is the principal thing. How wonderful to be wise. To analyze and interpret things. Wisdom lights up a person's face. Softening its harshness. Softening its harshness. Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, the first wisdom thing or the first wise thing that I want to share with you that you can do with your life whilst you are still alive on this earth, the first wise thing is to give your life to Jesus Christ or rather to receive salvation. Accept the Lord Jesus as the Lord of your life. You know, most of the time we use that statement, give your life to Christ. The actual truth is that we cannot give our lives to Christ. What is it going to do with them? Hallelujah. Our lives are already, we, we are, we are not, our lives are, are condemned to death. What we actually need is to receive his life. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. We get born again when we receive his life, not when we give our lives to him. Glory to Jesus. But we have used that statement for so long, it sounds as though that's the truth, but no, the truth is that it is when you receive his life that what you are transformed, that you are born again, that you are saved. So, the first wise thing you can do with your life is to, is to receive Jesus into your heart as your Lord and your Savior. This secures your eternity. This is what we call salvation. Salvation is the most important gift that God has given to us. It secures us uh, from the consequences of sin. It secures us from eternal damnation. In the book of Acts chapter 17 verse 30, uh, Paul was preaching to uh, the Athenians and he told them that the times of ignorance God winked at. In other words, God overlooked those times. But now he commands all men to repent. He winked at me that, uh, uh, okay, he assumed that, oh, after that time they didn't know. For instance, there are certain things, if a little child is to do right now, you, you say, oh, yeah, Right? He said that's a child. So you, let's forget about it. A child doesn't have wisdom. But he said that those days where he considered all human beings like children, they have come to an end. Now, the wisest thing you can do when that period has come to an end is to listen to him. And he said that he commands all men to do what? To repent. To repent. So if you have given your life to Jesus Christ, congratulations. You have qualified as a wise person. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here you have given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? 
Look around you. Is there anybody around you? Lift up the hand. Shake that person's hand. Tell the person congratulations. You have taken the first step in wisdom. Glory to Jesus Christ. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, the Bible tells us that to which God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. In verse number 17, he tells us that we have become new creations. We have become new creations. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old is gone with all his sins, with all his problems. He says that when we are in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the old is gone. All things have become new. The old has passed away. The Bible says that God was in Christ. Can we look at the subsequent verses, please? God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. So all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Let's look at that. God was in Christ bringing all of us back to himself. And it's a salvation that opens the door. Without salvation, we are not reconciled to the Lord. Without salvation, it means that man is still in warfare with God. Without salvation, the Bible says that those who are not born again, they are enemies of God. They are in enmity with God. If you want an enemy, is it God that you choose? So, is it not wisdom that when you are going to fight a more powerful an adversary who is more powerful than yourself, and you count the cost and realize that this war you cannot win, what is the wisest thing you do? Oh, lift up your white flag and say, I surrender. I actually want you to be my friend. Oh, no, no. Oh, this is my army that you see. I actually come to donate them to you. (laughs) Because you know that if he decides to sneeze, your entire nation will catch a cold. Are we together? So, salvation is the man's first wisest thing he can go after. It is also, not only does it save, bring us back into a covenant connection with God, but then it's also the foundation of all the blessings of God. Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, he has, is the foundation of all the blessings of God. So, when you are praying and you know you are saved and you are praying, you can base upon this scripture to claim some blessings for yourself. In Christ. Remember 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. If any man be in Christ. Now, it's telling us that all of heaven's blessings are where? In Christ. So, salvation or accepting Jesus as the Lord of your life is the foundation for all of God's blessings. If you want to live a blessed life, be saved. Be saved. And if you are saved, you have already started that journey of connection. Now, you just need to know what to do along the way. Glory to Jesus Christ. The second wise thing I want to share with you is the wisdom of building. The wisdom of building. Today, my message will be in many various directions. So, uh, let's flow. It's the wisdom of building. Wise men build. Can we say that together? Wise men build. Can we say it one more time? Wise men build. Build. Can we say it one last time? Wise men build. Lift up your eyes and look at me. All of us over here, we are very young people. We are relatively young people. Glory to Jesus Christ. And that provides us a world of opportunity. A world of opportunity. The Bible tells us that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. But you see, an inheritance does not come by just the flick of a button. 
An inheritance does not come overnight. An inheritance uh, by reason, by even by definition, is something that you build. It's a legacy. And a whole a man's whole life must be spent in building his or her legacy. What you will be remembered by. It takes wisdom to build. Wise men actually build into your life. What are you building in your life? Your whole life, what have you been building? Or you are just moving to and fro all over the earth. Then you have become like Satan. Because God asks him that, where have you been? He said, I've been moving to and fro. What is the trajectory of your life? Is there a specific direction that your life is taking? As a young person, ask yourself, where do I see myself in the next five years? Where do I see myself in the next 10 years? In 20 years' time, if God gives me the opportunity, how do I want people to describe my life? Or you are just going to school and just passing exams and then coming out. And What is that? In the tree, we say, ni krakra, ni saying. What is the end of everything that you are doing? The friends that you are making. You wake up in the morning, you eat your mother's food, you eat your father's, you, you, you are spending and you are consuming. What is the end of all your efforts? You must be building in your life. You must be building something in your life. Wise men build. You build your life in a particular direction. It could be a business. It could be a building, houses. You see, you need to look at something, a project that your life is about. What is the project of your life? What is your life's purpose? Wise men build into this purpose. If you are to have children right now, and you are told that you have one week to leave, so put your house in order. Did you hear? Did you, uh, you got it right? <laughs> Do you even have a house to put in order? <laughs> Are you getting me? The wisdom of even life, even our language tells us, teaches us life. Put your house in order. Do you even have a house to put in order in the first place? So, if at the end of your life or even along the way, you don't find yourself in a house of a sort, there are some people who may not have a physical building, but they have they, what they are leaving for their family is a legacy that can produce more than physical buildings. Somebody may not have a house, but the person has established a business. Look, now we hear about John D. Rocky, uh, Rockefeller Foundation. All of his children today are not, and his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, his great-great-grandchildren are not the reason for Rockefeller. No, it's because a certain man, John D. Rockefeller, we don't even hear about his father's name. But in his lifetime, he built such a legacy that many generations down the line, his children's children are benefiting from the value of his name. What value are you putting into the name that you came to inherit? You are called James K.K. Amate. Hey, that's the name of a man of God. Hallelujah. Let me use another one. Uh, <laughs> All the names that come to my mind are men of God's names. Uh, somebody should give me a name. <laughs> Why? You are afraid of giving a name right now. Why is the message not at all so another? Okay. <laughs> Why is no name coming to my mind? Jolinda is the name of a restaurant. Uh, a name. Okay, name. So you are called name. When you came to inherit the name, name, <laughs> what value have you added to the name? 
You came to inherit Owusu answer, right? Now, what value are you putting into the name Owusu answer? That when you are leaving this world, or even not even left, but even whilst you are still alive, when you give birth to children, they want to be associated with that name. I told you about one lady, her brother accomplished so much that when she got married, she wanted to keep the name, not because it's her father's name, but because her brother's name opens doors. So she, she called herself, uh, let's say, Esther. Uh, so Esther, Esther, Yeboah, <laughs> and then the other name. <laughs> Glory to you. Uh, what is her name will you give her? What? Asia, okay. Esther, Yeboah, Asia. <laughs> so instead of just moving to Esther, Asia, because there's so much value in the Yeboah name, and please, when we talk about value, people, I'm not talking about sentimental value. You know that I'm born yesterday, oh, I want to remember my father. What did your father, your then name will not take you anywhere. Uh, and I don't want my father's name to die, my brother. The man, he died when he died. It was already, it's already in the grave. When you come and tell me that name, it won't appeal. I'm not talking about sentimental value. I'm talking about a value that even whether in a community or in a nation or on a global level, that name opens doors. That name opens doors. I've had people who have tried to wave no them their way into my life and they'll mention the name of a certain great man of God. Oh, I was part of this man of God's team. It means that that man of God has made an impact. And I've also met, met people who say, oh, the name of my pastor is so and so. like, eh, where is he? Where, which is it in this country or outside of this country? Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? Build something. Build a legacy. Build a legacy. In Proverbs chapter 24, verse number 3, the Bible says, By wisdom a house is built. Wisdom builds. You are a young man. You have started getting some money. What are you doing with the money? Oh, you are just spending or looking for some, uh, all as soon as you go money, all of it, oh, you are now looking for a woman to marry. Now, uh, 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 no, no, no. Build something. When you start building something, even when you get a woman, she, she, she's, she's happy because, you see, that's one of the benefits of being a woman. If you get married to a great man, overnight you become great. No matter, even if you are in a slum, you understand me? It's one of the benefits. Glory to Jesus. And also, if you get married to a great woman, overnight you also become a star. I know one man of God who married a great woman of God. Over in less than one week, his Instagram grew from just a few hundreds to tens of thousands. So, women, when I'm talking about these things, I'm not just talking about the men. You too can build something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are, are we together over here? Are we learning something? So, build something. By wisdom, a house is built. The wisest man in the, who, who lived on this earth, he, he engaged in buildings. So look for a business. Build a business. Maybe God has given you a business. Don't take it for granted. Give it attention. Work on it. Nurture it. Let it grow. Let it grow. Do you know that most of the biggest corporations which are global are actually family businesses? family businesses. You go into the pharmaceutical sector. 
you go into the uh, even um, supermarkets industry, you go into the food industry, names, all of them are names. Toyota, do you know Toyota is a name? Walmart is connected to a name. So names, build something. You can start with buildings. Build your single room on your land. Increase it to a chamber hall. Increase it to a two-bedroom apartment. But at all costs, be building something. You have start, you started this year from January to December. December is about four months away. What have you built? What value have you built into your life? What can you say that? What was the value of 2022 to you? Well, it was all just fun and games. All just fun and games. Sometimes we go into our community and then, what are you doing when you go home? You are cooking after you are finished cooking. What, what, what do you do with the rest of the time? I'm talking to us because we are young people over here. And so we have a lot of opportunity in, in our life. In your 24 hours, after you have done all the things that you need to do, the rest of the time, is it just sitting somewhere and then chatting your life away? Some don't chat their life away. They sleep their life away. Every little time. Oh, every little, every little time. Now, let me lie down. Every little time. Now, let me... Some, Every little money, let me enjoyment. Oh, after all, if you ask me, I saying, "Come on, nipa be, nipa be, move It was me enjoyment, enjoyment. Oh my God, ah, ah, sit down, sit down with you. Somebody, when they died and they were trying to open up their belly to do the autopsy, the doctors were even angry. They cut and cut. Fat song. Fat song. Legacy, dear legacy. <laughs> Apartment. Story building. <laughs> Plaza. <laughs> oh, yeah, rental. Oh. <laughs> and uh, those of you are here, we are here. Plaza, Fat Plaza, Coco, Coco, Pohaibi. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. What are you going to do with all that fats? Build something. Some of you young men, you should aim that. No, they have a project in mind. So within this year, I want to try to be able to save 10,000 cities. Aside all of that money, that I want to trust God that you, you work it out. And you see yourself moving there, moving there. You see, the, and I encourage you to aim high. Because someone said that when you aim for the, 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 the skies, even if you don't, or the stars, even if you don't hit it, you land on the clouds. Aim high. Do something. And, and begin to make it your madness. You are always intoxicated with nothing. And you are, your mind is always, I'm working on this. Is it? When, we, when we begin to think this way, we'll stop wasting our time with things that are of less value. This friend that is always hanging around you, what value has she added to your life? What value has she added to your life? Is it not just wasting your time? Is she not just wasting your time? 
I'm not talking about relationship. I'm talking about ordinary friends. You see, what, what is she? What are, are you, what are your discussions about? Build something. You see, if you are a wise person who pick at this word I'm saying, and tonight you cannot sleep, you'll be sitting with your diary and say that God give me something to build. God give me something to build. God give me something that I will say that this is my life's legacy. And you start working on it. Start working on it. And you keep pushing, learning, getting the necessary skills, acquiring the necessary experiences to build your life in that direction. Solomon was the wisest man. He received great wisdom. Did you realize that he asked God for the wisdom by which he could judge the people of God? But at the end of the day, he, in his wisdom, he built the temple of God. He built the castles and he built cities. The man's wisdom was not just a verbal wisdom that is just something in his mind. You could see it practically in his life. Second Chronicles chapter number 8, verse number 1 to the verse number 6. Look at the legacy that Solomon left behind. Up to today, we still talk about the hanging gardens of Solomon. He built those gardens. How many, how many thousands of years ago? And we are still celebrating it as one of the nine wonders of the world. And it came to pass at the end of 20 years. How old are you? <laughs> at the end of what? He says, I'm young ladies. I'm 18 now. I'm an adult. So what? What is that to show? Hey. Hey. Pastor, I'm 25 years. I'm still a smoker. Say, Pastor, I'm not a smoker. I'm not a smoker. Hey. And a small girl, what is there to show? Just your body and your name. There must be something. Am I I hitting too hard today? Or is it good? Is it good? Am I challenging somebody? You have to do something with your life. And let me tell you something. Forget about what your parents came to do. You too have to do something with, with your own life. You too must leave something for your children. Get about what your parents came to do. It's your time. Some people are to today, they are still blaming their parents. Are you okay? If they came to fail, so you are idiot. Master, you also want to fail. You spend your whole life blaming them for failing. Even though if my parents had, they are then I would have been like a superstar, Master. You are, the way you are thinking alone, it shows that you are not a superstar person. It's like I'm not prophesying, but I'm prophesying. Because as I'm speaking, some of even it is running into their hearts like 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 laser blade. But you cry, isn't it a blessing that I'll look at your face and God will give me a word to speak that will affect your life? Say prophesy. I will prophesy. Second Chronicles chapter 8. And it comes back at the end of 20 years wherein Solomon had built the house of God. The house of the Lord. Look at that. And his own house. We are yawning. His own house. We are building. (laughs) 
Glory to God. Hey. Hallelujah. I'm a pastor. Don't allow me. This is my church. You see, you are my responsibility. You understand? The reason I wake up in the morning and I cannot sleep at night. So I have to talk to you. What do you think? Yeah. So I will descend on you and I have to descend on you. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone over here, you are going to get your own house. Receive that wisdom now. As I receive that wisdom now. As I receive that wisdom now. And he built his own house. And look at that verse number. So he built the house of God, number one. Number two, he built his own house, number three. That the cities which Huram had restored to Solomon, Solomon built them. So those cities were broken down. He rebuilt them. And he called the children of Israel to dwell there. Can you imagine that? No wonder he, he, he can say that a good man will leave an inheritance for his children's children because he, he built cities for his citizens who were living. He built cities, cities, and the children of Israel dwelt there. And Solomon went to Hamat Zobah and he prevailed against it and he built Tadmo in the wilderness and all the store cities which he built in Hamat. Also, he built Beth Horon the upper and Beth Horon the nether. Fence cities. All of these are cities that he was building on. In one lifetime, you will be there be accusing him that we had a thousand women. In the midst of the thousand, you do even. <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't just look at his negatives. You look at some things that the man was doing. Somebody saying that okay. so if I build a thousand cities, I can have it. <laughs> then you know that he God appeared to him in a dream. He has God appeared to him in a dream. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So he built cities. You read all the way to verse number six. You see that the man was a builder. Wise men build. Wise men build. I want to rest this case over here. Listen to me. If you are going to function in wisdom, your world, life is going to be based on wisdom. Learn, be a builder. Build something with your life. Build something with your life. Five years from today, I want to see you that there's differences in your life. You have something that you can leave as a legacy. Listen, if you can give yourself to this, you can let this thing uh, become an obsession for you and you keep working on it. Five years from today, some of us, even God calls us home, would have left something that people can refer to that this one was done by so and so. May that grace rest upon your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Point number three, I'll end on this point so that we'll continue the rest another time. Point number three, the third wise thing you can do with your life is to live by the word of God. Oh, I don't know whether I've made a mistake starting this point, but the way I want to explain this thing, living your life by the word of God. Living your life by the word of God. Matthew chapter 4, the verse number 4. And he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. 
he repeated the same thing in uh, uh, Luke chapter number 4, verse number 4. That man shall not live by bread alone, but man, every man, this is how God wants us to live. The principal way, listen, everybody lift up your head, sit straight, sit straight and look at me. Sit well and, look, and listen to me for the next few minutes. God does not want you to live by your mind. God does not want you to live by the wisdom of men. What God wants you to live by is by his word. Where your life is, many of us, the problems we are having in our life is because we do not function according to the wisdom of God's word. If you obey the word of God and you walk by the word of God and you live by the word of God, some of the pains that you are going through will never be there. Is it not true? Some of the, the our biggest, in fact, I can I can make this assertion, and I know I will not be wrong, that the, the biggest mistakes that we have ever made in life are mistakes that we made outside of the Word of God. Living outside of the Word of God. It is wisdom to live by the Word of God. In fact, this was the principle that he was teaching the children of Israel. In the book of Deuteronomy, that scripture was actually a quotation from Deuteronomy chapter number verse number 3. Shall we read it? He said, and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and he fed thee with manna. Take note of that word manna. And which thou knowest, knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he may make thee know that man does not live by bread alone, bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. Does man live? He said that he suffered them to go through hunger. He suffered them to go through suffering and in the midst of the suffering they cried out to him and God said I will take care of you so what did he do he released a word and he spoke forth and manna came forth and it was by manna that they were now surviving that they were now living and the reason for giving them manna was not because of the physical nature of manna but for the fact that manna was a product of the word of God the Bible calls it the bread of heaven the Bible calls it the meat of angels the food that angels eat angels live and they survive by the word that is why they study god's word from us as they see us demonstrating the word of god they learn the manifold what wisdom of god the wisdom of god the word of god by observing the church the bread of heaven is was talking about the i was referring to it was a product of the word so he said that he'll cause them to eat manna so that they will learn to live not by bread only but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Meaning if the mouth of God has produced manna, the mouth of God has produced quails, what else can the mouth of God not produce? So your life was supposed to be dependent and based on what God's word has said. Many, many of us, when we think about manna, we just think that, oh, manna is just a food that they pick from the ground and they eat. But the Bible teaches us that, no, it is not so. In Numbers chapter 11, verse number 7 and verse number 8, I want to teach you how, what they do when they pick the manna from the ground. Manna was not just like some already made food that they go and pick and then they eat. No, the Bible tells us they did something to the manna. The Bible and the manna was as coriander seed. I wish I brought a pic. I got you the picture of a coriander seed. But then it was hard in nature. It was not something that you can just chew. If you chew, you may end up breaking your teeth. And, he said, and the color of thereof was the color of delium. That's a precious uh, substance. And about and the people were 
went about. And number one, what they did with the manna? They gathered the manna. And after they have gathered the manna, they ground it in mills or they beat it in mortars. So they grind it into powder, fine powder. When they take the manna, which comes as solid, hard material, they beat it either in, 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 in mortars, like they will be pound fufu, or they will pound uh, certain substances in the mortar. Or they grind it with stones or, uh, in the mill. And then the Bible after they have done that, they, they bake the manna. They bake the manna in pans, subjecting it to a certain kind of heat so that they will process it. And after they have done that, okay, that is it. Oh, we have for the media team, powerful. Coriander seed. Glory to you. So at least begin to give us a picture of how uh, manna looks like. Amen. How many of us were seeing manna as some white, white things? Oh, you see, those, those some people will not confess to, but they were seeing it like some fluffy, even if some of them think it's wafers. Uh, yeah, because the Bible says that the taste was like wafers with, uh, mixed with honey. That's how the Bible says that taste of manna, uh, manna was. So, if you, when you are taking the wafers, add honey, and then you know how manna was tasting. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, when they get that substance, they grind it, they beat it. And then they bake it, and after that they 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 they, they, they uh, shape it into a cake, telling us how we need to treat the word of God. The reason why many of us are not getting the value of God's word is the same re- is the same problem that the children of Israel had. They did not understand that manna was symbolic of God's word and how they needed to treat the word of God. So just like we were supposed to break the manna and grind it into powder, that is how when we get the word of God, we don't just swallow God's word like that. We need to meditate on it. It becomes malleable. It becomes shapeable. Some of us, when we get to that place of revelation, we can shape it into our miracle money. Others will shape it into their healing. Others will shape it into their miracle car. Others will shape it into your marriage but whatever situation you have life he said that you are supposed to live by it and that's where it can produce the effects so in hebrews chapter number 11 he said ah, go shantalabrania. by faith we know that the wells were what framed that word frame means that we're squeezed into shape just like manna you turn it into cake you squeeze it into a particular shape they were framed by the word of god look at that they were framed i wish somebody would understand what i'm sharing with you today this can affect every area of your life. I'm sure just three people understood what I was saying. He gave them money. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 8 verse 3 again. Let's follow the English that he was, or the, 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 what he was telling them. He said, he humbled thee and he suffered thee to hunger. And after that, he fed thee with manna. He's very specific on the manna. And then he said that he gave them the manna so that they will know that man must not live by bread alone. All they saw in the manna was bread. But God was saying that the manna is a representation of his word. Are we together over here? So it means that man must not live by the physical, because they ate the manna and they died. Oh, you are not getting me. The secret was not the manna. The secret was the what produced the manna. It was the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. 
So just like they could process the physical manna into cake that will give them nourishment for their lives and for their living. So were they supposed to process the word of God, which will give them their solutions in this life. In this life. Go and think about it. Go and think about it. God willing, in the next meeting, when I get an opportunity to share on this, I'll give you further validation on why it is wisdom to live by the word of God. Somebody celebrate Jesus Christ right now. I want to just be on your feet for the next one minute. Let's get a communion ready. I just realized time is moving very fast. Uh, And we are going to pray that Father, help me to function my life by wisdom. Help me to direct my life by wisdom. The Bible says that wisdom is profitable to do what? To direct. Without the direction of wisdom, we cannot fulfill any good thing in our lives. So, how many of us want to see grace manifest in our lives by the end of this year? You want to see that by the end of this year, your life should have some value. You need the wisdom that will direct you. Lift up your hand. Say, Father, I receive wisdom to direct my life from now to the end of the year. Help me to escape every trap, every problem, every issue that the sets to destroy my life and father by the direction of wisdom help me to build my life into something that will be valuable that others will look up to and will desire or aspire to be in the name of Jesus lift up your voice right now begin to pray for the next one minute begin to pray for the next one minute oh lift up your hands lift up your voice right now Oh, Lift up your hands wherever you are beginning to worship the Lord. Begin to worship the Lord now. Begin to worship the Lord. Begin to worship the Lord now. Begin to worship the Lord now. The emblems are blessed. Father, as we partake in them, reveal yourself to us. In the name of Jesus. Why? Quickly, quickly, quickly. I just want to take some two, three minutes to do this. Just worship him right now. Worship him right now. Worship him right now. I want to hear your voice. Lift up your voice. Begin to worship the Lord. Great are you, Lord. Oh, Basanta Lababash. Great are you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Lift up your hands, worship the Lord, if you can. Lord, 
The Bible said the Lord Jesus in the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And after he had broken it, he gave thanks and said, this is my body that is broken for you. And the communion is our connection to the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And every power that is in the blood is released for us whenever we partake in the communion. And so tonight, if there's a curse in your life, that curse is broken. If there's a sickness in your body, that sickness is dissolved. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If there's any form of affliction, whatever form, whatever manner in which it came into your life, after tonight by the communion, it is ended. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Right now, break the bread right now and just begin to eat it all. And after that, just drink, taking the wine, drink it all. And I'll begin to thank God for healing, thank God for deliverance. Just lift up your voice everywhere, begin to worship the Lord. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. to you we partook in this communion because your word instructs us to, and therefore we are partaking in your divine wisdom let every blessing and benefit of communion manifest in the bodies of your children now let every work of darkness programmed against their life be destroyed let every introduction into their body that is not of you let it clear out now in the name of Jesus Christ Amen. and let this contract this covenant open doors open doors open doors for everyone under the sound of my voice in the mighty name of Jesus Christ you are returning with testimonies of the grace of God testimonies of the interventions of God in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I decree and I declare as you function in the wisdom of God your life will produce the results the great and the mighty results of wisdom you will prosper and you see glory in Jesus mighty name somebody saw that big amen give a clap offering to the Lord one another Lord with our offerings right now the offering bags should be on your seat right now so just put in a good offering glory to Jesus tonight at 11 p.m. we'll be praying night fire we are we are finishing hard we are starting strong so tonight and tomorrow night we'll be praying trusting God for a triumphant uh, crossover into the month of September glory to Jesus the ninth month we are going to produce in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah praise God forevermore Yes, speak over that offering right now. If you have your tithes, any special offering, you can lift up your hand. The ushers will help you with the right envelope so that you can uh, come forward. 
Glory to Jesus Christ. Ushers, labo shabrande kasota lavradigas. Father, we bless you. Thank you for the opportunity to give. We send these offerings by the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and give. Go ahead and give. If you have your tithes in it, special offering, I want to just come forward right now. You have a pledge you want to redeem. I want to just come forward. Glory to Jesus Christ. We give you all the praise. God willing, from tomorrow we are starting the Father's honor. Hallelujah. Uh, glory to Jesus Christ. And it's going to be an awesome time of encounters with the Lord. Amen. I want to just tell every member, every church member, every overcomer, tell them that uh, from tomorrow we are starting the Father's Anna, 6.30 p.m. If you have your tithe, please come. 6.30 p.m. We want, to be, we want to honor God. We want to honor the work that God is doing in this place. Hallelujah. We give you all the praise. If you have your tithe, lift it up right now. Lift it up right now. If you sent it by mobile money or online, you can come forward Hallelujah. as well. We want to pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Yes, Lord, we give you praise. We give you Say this after me. Say, Father, thank you for blessing me. Out of this blessing, I honor you with my tithes. And now I receive the blessing of your word. I declare my life will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. If you have your tithes lifted up right now, precious Holy Ghost, I bless your children right now. I decree and I declare the release of the blessing of your word over your lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my son, the love of Baba, the wisdom of the Spirit, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. Oh, as hallelujah. Give a clap offering to Jesus Christ. God bless you so much. I hope that tonight you have heard something that has blessed you and you are going to function by them in the name of Jesus. Remember, it is wisdom to live by the word of God. So if you have heard God's word today, it is wisdom to live by it. Praise God forevermore. Oh, as I praise the Lord. As I praise the Lord, we give God all the praise. Amen and amen. All right, shall we be on our feet? We want to close tonight. We want to close tonight. Praise God. So the Father's Anna will start tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday will be going out for soul winning, and on Sunday we'll be crowning it. And in the evening of Sunday, 4 p.m., we'll be having the prophet's reward. And I'm going to trust God to minister to you prophetically. I've also given some instructions by the Spirit of God. So if you have your prayer requests, please tonight don't go home with them. Just leave them on the altar. I'll come for them uh, in due time. And then I'm going to be praying about them. The Lord said that this week I should dedicate it to interceding for you. So if you have a prayer request, uh, I intercede for you all the time. But this week is a special week of intercession. 
have been the poor ones who speed up some manifestations in the life of his children. Amen and amen. So God bless you, God bless you, God bless you in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and thank God for his word. And just begin to declare that the rest of the week you are going to see his blessings, his goodness. The rest of the week is going to be the best of the week for you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Oh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. God is going to honor his word in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, shall we pray. Father, we are grateful to you. Thank you for the blessing of your word. Even as we have received your word, by which we are to order our lives by wisdom. That you said your word makes the makes the man of God. It gives a wisdom gives us wisdom unto salvation. Father, let that wisdom be made manifest, and let every one of your children testify in the name of Jesus. Now the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. In your going out and your coming in, may you be blessed. This, the rest of this week is declared blessings upon blessings. Open doors upon open doors. Hindrances removed for you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you have a reason to celebrate God by Sunday. I say you have a reason to celebrate God by Sunday. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I bless you right now from the bottom of my heart. Be blessed now. Be blessed now. Be blessed now. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout, I am blessed. Give God a shout of praise and celebrate him. God bless you. I love you all. We'll be praying tonight at 11 p.m. I'll be around for a few minutes if you want to see me. God bless you. God bless you. Shake 13,000 people before you leave this place. God bless you. You are the mighty God. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokronipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.